God of joy. God who plants seeds of joy. Would you plant your spirit um, in our hearts this morning? God, would you make a way in this space to speak to us, to plant those things and those words that we need to hear? God, you know what we need. So would you be that gardening God? And may we be like strong trees, grounded and rooted in your love, trusting your life, and living by your spirit. Amen. 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 Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? Great. It's good to see you. And we're good. Thank you so much, Clarence. <laughs> the first time I ever preached, I didn't do the right order. And so our, like, lovely, yes, it was TJ who was playing uh, keys. He just kept playing as I started my sermon. And I was like, actually, we're good. But um, speaking of joy this morning, um, last summer I took a road trip um, with my brother and two of my best friends, and we went to Sequoia National Park in California. Um, does, has anyone ever been there? Yes. Okay, awesome. Um, and this national park is known for being a park with the sequoia trees, which are the largest trees on earth. Um, and you don't have to take my word for it. I actually brought some pictures so that you could see just how large these trees are. Um, so the first one is going to be... Um, that's my brother standing in there, and he's about six feet tall, um, and this tree has been hollowed out a bit, and so he could stand inside of it. And this is not even the biggest one, but this is just one of them. Um, we can go to the next photo. So this is my cousin, Carissa, and she, what she's standing in front of um, is a giant sequoia that has fallen over. And so this is, um, these are some of the roots of the tree um, that she is standing in front of. Um, and I believe there's another photo. Yeah, so <laughs> speaking of joy, that's, that was this moment. But um, we were trying to capture just how tall the trees were. Um, and this picture, they, none of them really do the landscape justice. But just to give you um, more of an idea, these trees are the tallest trees can be um, like similar height to a 20 to 25 story high building um, and can weigh up to 12 million pounds. So these are very, very hefty trees. Um, but I want to go back to this picture of the roots if we can. Um, and I read from my extensive knowledge um, from Google University this week <laughs> that um, these roots are actually relatively small compared to the height and width of the tree. Um, but even though these roots are considered a little bit small, um, a single root from one of these trees can actually stretch 
to like 150 to 200 feet just to go and reach for a nearby water source. Um, so to get the nutrients that it needs, it is willing to just extend. Um, I know that many of us in this room are plant people and gardening people. Uh, I know Brittany is hosting a workshop really soon, shameless plug for that at the end of the month. Um, but what I, even though I'm not a huge plant person and normally plants tend to die in my presence because I forget to water them, um, what I do know is that trees and plants, many of them need roots if um, they want to keep growing. They need roots to keep themselves grounded because um, you can't grow that high and just have tiny roots. Um, so despite my lack of knowledge um, for the intricacies of uh, creation, um, you don't have to know a lot about plants and trees and nature to also sense there's this deep connection um, both in the Bible and also in the Christian tradition, um, this connection between nature and the cycles of growing and harvest in creation and our spiritual selves, our spiritual lives. Uh, so a few examples. We see this all over the Bible, as I said. So last week, um, Reverend Lisa preached on Isaiah 61, and um, her focus was on the Spirit, but there was a line in the passage that said, um, those who embody the Spirit and liberation in this way, they will be like oaks of righteousness. Our grounding words this morning from Psalm 52, um, the psalmist says, I am like an olive tree thriving in the house of God. And Psalm 1, the very beginning psalm in um, the book of Psalms, says that those who meditate on the law of the Lord are like trees planted by streams of water, and they always produce fruit in season. So here this morning in Jeremiah 17, um, we have similar language um, comparing ourselves with creation. And I'll preface um, the scripture verse by saying that um, this is from a section of poetry in the Bible that deals with blessing and curses. Um, and in this understanding, um, this was a liturgical practice uh, where blessing meant God's favor, God's presence, God's face. Um, and curse, cursing is not how we might imagine cursing today, but um, simply meant just devoid of God's presence. Um, so a cursed life would be a life uh, spent without God, without connected to God's spirit. Um, and so at the beginning of this passage, Jeremiah says that those who trust in mere humans, um, in the fragility of humanity, those people seem like shrubs in the desert. They appear as though they, lived in, they live in parched places, because they are disconnected from the water source, the life source of God's spirit. But on the other hand, and this is where we will pick up this morning um, from Jeremiah 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed, blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. They shall not fear when heat comes, 
and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. And I would love if we could all read that together, starting from verse 7. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. They shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Um, Did you catch this in verse 7, how it says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who trust in the Lord. The first time I read it, I was like, am I reading this correctly? Because normally the second half of a verse might help you understand the first part. But here it's as if um, Jeremiah is saying, to trust the Lord is to trust the Lord. You should know what this means. Um, And this same word trust that's used both times um, means to have hope in, to have confidence in. To trust in God means to depend on God as refuge. Later in this verse, trusting God, um, Jeremiah cries out to God and says, God, save me, heal me, save me, heal me. And this is an expression of trust. Trusting that God is the one who planted us. God is the one who will nurture us. And God's spirit will bring about harvest in our lives. Our roots are similar to the roots of a plant or tree. They are the things that keep us grounded. And not only that, um, when our roots are grown in fertile soil, or when roots in general are grown in fertile soil, they help the living things soak up nutrients they need. And so this passage is an invitation for us to extend our roots into God's spirit so that we might be grounded. This passage is an invitation for us to trust more so that we might be rooted in the nutrients, in the life-giving life that God has for us. So um, my second degree from Google University taught me that um, there are many different ways you can uh, group together the seasons of a harvest. Um, And Brittany, once again, knows way more than me, and I just hope this is correct because (laughs) then I'm leading you all astray. But um, one way of grouping um, the seasons of creation cycle would be differentiating between a planting season a nurturing or growing season, and then a harvesting season. In the planting season, you have seeding. In nurturing season, there's the watering and growing, and harvest is a little bit more self-explanatory. You're reaping the fruit um, that has grown. Southeast Raleigh Table. If I told you we were all plants in God's garden, how are your roots doing? 
if we are all plants in God's garden, how are your roots doing? What season are you in? And this is not rhetorical. I invite you to ask yourself to ask God. Um, You don't have to say it out loud. Um, But I invite you to take space and think about that. What season are you in? What is God up to in your life? And how can you root yourself in trust wherever you find yourself? So I invite you to continue thinking about that question um, as I say more about each of these different seasons. Maybe you're in planting season. This is often um, a season that marks a start of something new. Planting season is not always glamorous. In this season, you can't always see what's growing. But in the quiet of the season, perhaps God is planting seeds of healing in your life. Even if you can barely sense it, maybe God is planting new dreams in your life. Or perhaps God is calling you to plant, to plant seeds of community to plant seeds of justice, to plant seeds of hospitality or your own wholeness. Perhaps rooting down and trusting means discerning where God is planting and to plant with God and to trust that process of planting, though you might not see it above ground. Or maybe you're in nurturing season, watering and growing season. Um, Some things that might mark the season are transition or seasons of change. Similar to planting season, there might not be a lot that you can see above ground. And sometimes the growing of these roots can feel painful. As new roots sprout, They might be growing through new soil and new ground. Um, And maybe the ground did not expect roots to be growing there, which might make it uncomfortable. So perhaps you're transitioning into a new life stage. Maybe you're processing a transition of a relationship or a job. Maybe you're waiting on God to plant something. You're waiting um, in a season of in-between like we were waiting for this building. Maybe for you, rooting down in trust is to trust that God's harvest is growing, even if you can't see it. Perhaps rooting down in trust is asking where your soul might need more nurturing what needs, what needs nurturing around you? And how might you um, grow towards that? Or maybe you're in harvesting season. The season that comes after long seasons of waiting and growing. Maybe you weren't aware that it was harvest season, 
But right now, God is saying, I have been growing fruit in your life. The abundance is here. Perhaps God is saying, I have been planting and growing seeds and seeds of healing, and now is the time for you to claim that joy, like Crystal sang about. To claim that peace, to claim that wellness. Maybe your lean of trust is to nurture the gifts and dreams that God is bringing to fruition before you. Maybe your lean of trust is to give thanks for that. Like Lisa said, maybe your lean of trust is to not deter joy, but to give thanks for the joy that God is bringing about in your life. I'll say for me, um, these past eight months now that I've been on staff at CERT um, have felt like the nurturing, growing season. Um, it was less, let's see, it's June. Last May is when I graduated from Divinity School. Um, and so transitioning out of seminary, where all of these seeds were planted via Zoom, um, saying see you later to much of my community there, and entering into this first pastoral appointment that I realize is very different from uh, Zoom pastoral care. <laughs> um, many moments of the season for me in the past nine months um, have felt Without me knowing, it's just, it's felt uncomfortable. And I don't like not knowing what I'm doing. <laughs> but I've been feeling this stretching, and it wasn't until recently, or in this past spring, that I realized, and I looked down, and my roots that used to be here are now here. But it was uncomfortable getting here. <laughs> and I'm realizing, too, um, Pentecost just happened, and I, I spoke a little bit um, on the day of Pentecost, how Pentecost was a season of harvest uh, for Jewish communities. And I really felt like God was saying to me, your harvest is here. And it's only in standing up here and literally reading my words that say nine months that I'm like, oh, wow, nine months and now the harvest is ready. So for me to trust God in this season has been to believe that this growth will bring about a harvest and that this uncomfortable stretching is not just God testing me or teasing me, but God's harvest is coming. This passage mentions that um, though there are different seasons, the heat will come. But for those who are rooted in the life-giving water of God, for those who root down and trust, trust in God, you are blessed because whether you can see the plant growing, regardless of you can see all of these beautiful flowers or fruit, you are still attached to God's Spirit. And while we all might be in different seasons, or a mix of a few, Scripture tells us that no matter the season, God is planting in your life. God is always planting seeds of healing and seeds of grace. No matter the season, God is moving about to grow and water and nurture us. 
No matter the season, God's Spirit is always at work to produce a harvest in us. Even if it feels like we are shrubs in the desert, or whether it has felt like it's the driest season or coldest winter, there, it's not just me who believes this, but a a crowd, a cloud of witnesses in this room who believe that God is still preparing a harvest of abundance for you. There's a last photo of these sequoias that I would love to show you. Um, I didn't take this one, so thanks again to Google. Um, but this is what these, these gorgeous rooted trees I mean, it really doesn't matter how beautiful if they are if they have no roots, right? They can be glorious and glamorous for this photo, but if they don't have things rooting them, sustaining them, if they're not attached to life and healing, then they'll just be blown away by the wind tomorrow. And I desire for us at the Southeast Raleigh table though we are beautiful and glorious um, and we think big, I want us to be like deeply rooted trees here. I want us to be able to sing beautiful songs, but to know that after Sunday we carry that with us. This fall, um, we are working to launch some community groups and spiritual formation groups for the fall um, so that Sunday is not the only place that we can be connected to God's um, spirit. And there are many ways that we can do this, even without community groups. Um, God is all around us. But um, this summer is a sort of planting and planning and preparing season so that way, this fall, we can actually um, set into place some things um, where we can be rooted with one another. We can water one another. Um, and that really, this is, I think, the vision that I have for us to be. Um, and my prayer is that we would be like these trees with our roots growing deep into the God who makes us whole. Amen. Amen.